Welcome to the film Maestro. And today we have a very special guest joining with us, Lindsay Morin. Hey! So yesterday we got a great opportunity to attend the Star Wars concert of A New Hope live in concert performed by the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra in Red Bank, New Jersey. And we're just going to recap a little bit about the day and just tell you guys what it was like. But overall, it was definitely something that I can check off my bucket list because I've never seen a movie performed live with an orchestra with the uh, score being played. So yeah, that was definitely something I got to experience. What was your uh, initial impressions from the from the movie, especially because you didn't love, you don't love A New Hope, I know that for a fact, so. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was also my first time ever seeing like a movie with a live orchestra. I thought it was a really, really cool experience. I mean, like you said, I'm not the biggest fan of A New Hope, but if I was a huge New Hope fan, I think that would have been like the coolest experience ever. Just being able to listen to the orchestra live. I mean, there were certain parts, and then we talked about this like during intermission, but I forgot they were there at times. They just blended in so perfectly. Yeah, and I think you... Uh up one of the first points to talk about was they definitely had some technical issues with the uh with the screen mm -hmm. which i don't think was a big deal because like we all have seen obviously a million times besides yourself yeah but i think what was oh, sorry yeah what well, i think what i'm gonna say is like it didn't take away from the experience but like for the people that did pay like $110 for our seats. We got student discounts. Like I would be very disappointed if like the the background was blurry, especially for the first mm -hmm. half of the uh of the film cuz they they split up into two parts. It was an intermission like halfway through, right when they arrive with the Millennium Falcon on the Death Star. Then they uh, they cut it for the like a 15-minute intermission, I think. I was doing a little bit of research before we went and I saw that in previous showings of not just this movie, but any movie where they play with a lot of orchestra, they had it where they had the subtitles on. And that was one of the biggest technical difficulties is that all of the subtitles, because the screen was so blurry, they ended up turning them off like 20 minutes into the first, not act, first half of the movie. Right. And I was looking forward to it in the beginning because I was worried that the orchestra was going to be too loud and not be able to focus on the context of the movie but I thought that the sound was actually really good and I didn't need the subtitles and I was able to hear the words it was just a little bit blurry of the the picture but then right. again you know it's an old movie they don't have the best technology the uh like my first impression was are they playing yeah like no they blended so like I really forgot they were there like it starts with the 20th century fox fanfare which yeah is not, that was the coolest is thing not played obviously with the new stuff because you know there's different branding now with disney but mm -hmm. when they when that came on i was like are they playing this or is it is it just like no yeah is it just like from the uh the audio that we're hearing as well but no like they they played the whole thing i think what was deceiving for like the audience was that this is a very heavy brass score mm -hmm. and when you line up you know like when the orchestra is, is set up the brass goes in the back because yeah. you just have the strings in the yeah, front there were a lot, especially when you're, you're you're there to watch like you're obviously there to listen to but just you watch them like watch the conductor and everything there were so many times where everyone in the front and all the strings would just be sitting there 
right. you would hear like this beautiful music, but you wouldn't be able to see like them playing and how like you know passionate. Right. I, I really was like moving were. my head, like left and right. I think mm-hmm. you probably knows I was trying to like yeah. find them, but it's the strings don't do too much in the score besides a few standout scenes, which is interesting. We have yeah. of course the big force theme in the binary sunset with Luke in the beginning, and then we have a, yeah. a great opening. When, that was beautiful. When Darth Vader is attacks the um, Princess Leia in the Rebellion right in the beginning, that's that's one of the standouts. And of course, the throne room live at the end is classic, and still continues to be one of my favorite pieces of any soundtrack ever. I think the sunset scene was probably one of my favorites. It just it that was one of the ones that really like reminded me that. I was watching it live. I don't know right. if that's like a good thing or a bad thing, no, but yeah. it was just so pronounced and like clear. I enjoyed no, it. No, yeah, there were definitely a few standout scenes like I was talking about before of like this, these, inst- these how do I want to say it? These moments where the orchestra was too loud and in a good way, of course, because you want mm-hmm. to know that they're there, but there were definitely moments where the music was too loud from like the original recording and, and then you instantly knew okay they're they're there again which is what i wanted you know i, I, I yeah, wanted absolutely. i wanted them to mess up because i wanted them i wanted to feel like it was live but it was right. so good that i didn't even know that it was not it was not like you know they that they were playing live like it was ridiculous but i, I wasn't sure they had, the they had all the i couldn't tell if everyone had it but it was only like the first and like the chairs Per instrument, but they had like these earpieces in. I think it was a, I think it were mics. They, I think it was, I think it was a mic and it was also a listening device so they could hear what was happening on screen, I think, as well. Yeah, I didn't notice too many people. I noticed that the the lead violinist, the, he the had first, one. First violinist is the word you're looking for, yes, because he kept on like wrapping around his back and he, he was like, Yeah, he was like, trying to figure out how to, he was like tripping yeah. over it almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because you know their their standout scene, like you were talking about, was binary sunset, which is a very interesting mm-hmm. scene because it's this iconic theme in in Star Wars. You know, it, it becomes known as the Force theme throughout the rest of the movies. But when it plays here for the first time, it really doesn't mean a lot in the movie. Right. Like, it's more of it's just like a good moment. But like in terms of the plot, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's Luke looking out in the sunset and Tatooine has different, you know, um, many moons on like earth or as we know it, but, <laughs> and we see the two sunsets. Um, and yeah, it's just like a nice little moment, you know, it's, you know, the, the music carries it. It's a nice sunset on his eyes. But besides that, like it's, there's not too much happening in the scene, but it, right. it, it has come to be known as such a iconic scene in the star Wars franchise. And I, I just find it very interesting. Especially as someone like myself, who's not like the biggest diehard Star Wars fan, being times, able to like, how many times have that. you seen A New Hope? Three, maybe. Okay, that's that's like two more than I thought. So, <laughs> yeah, my, my, but being able to like appreciate that scene and like, even though I mean, there I've seen it. I saw it a couple of years ago. I don't think I've seen it recently, but I knew the plot, but I don't remember exactly like what scene was coming when, and just being able to like appreciate right. that and like understand. So yeah. So I've talked about this on the show before. Honestly, we talked about this on the show for our first episode that got deleted, unfortunately, from the server. But this is the classic hero's journey that you learn about in high school film class or a one-on-one film class in college as well. This follows the hero's journey structure to a pinpoint. 
right? You have your mentor, you have Luke, right? And you have your hero protagonist. It's a simple plot yeah. as you could possibly get. But because it does it so well is why it ages so well, right? It, it's not this, you know, not like this Christopher Nolan memento plot that you would expect from like a movie today. That would, that for it to stand out. It's the most basic plot possible, but it's iconic. There's so many iconic scenes from this, right? And we saw a little bit from the audience. This is one of my critiques, not from the orchestra, of course, was from our audience is that they, they reacted to every scene i was going to say that like it was yes the first time seeing it which, as if it was like in a movie theater for the first showing and that kind of bothered me because me the poor orchestra was sitting there like not no, playing no. anything and all of a sudden like no the, you know the, the orchestra likes that for sure it, it's more of why we have to react when we see rtd2 right because everybody in that audience you know maybe besides myself like Die hard Star Wars fans. Like they know. I mean, I saw like the people in front of like um my peripherals, they were like mouthing the words the whole time. Like everybody really wanted to be there. Like you don't it's, need to it's, scream it's, it's not, when like it's I don't know how I feel about this still because it's not like a big deal. Like I, I understand their their point. Like this is a special viewing. Mm-hmm. But also it's like I want to listen to the music. Right. So the fact and not that even just the music. To... I mean, sometimes it would just be like a, a speaking scene or like, you know, just somebody, you know, comes on to the first time when we saw um, Obi-Wan. Like, every character. Out. Or yeah. like any yeah. funny, like everyone had to laugh at every joke. Like it was the first time yeah. seeing it. I was like, all right, guys, come on. <laughs> but And it wasn't just laughing too. It was like clapping and screaming. Yeah. When uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader's fight scene happens a famous mm-hmm. you know when you like they touch their lightsabers and they're in the you know, original technology from from this time that you know we still have to pretend that it's cool even though it's extremely lame compared to the prequels <laughs> um you know they're like someone screams here we go I'm yeah like, okay, okay guys it's, it's gonna be okay it's gonna, gonna we all know okay. what's gonna happen <laughs> but uh yeah i'm happy that we gotta go because again i wanted to see this and it's it's one of those scores that it's so iconic it's could not be a better score to watch live but i will say this though because i saw it live there's i didn't realize how many scenes have no music yes i, I was thinking that too there were a lot of times where i just saw them all just kind of like sitting there and i was like wow it's just silence again it's not a bad thing but i, I no, never and it worked watch. really well but it's things you don't notice when you're watching from your couch I don't you know? i'm like wow like there's no there's no music here yeah. I the only thing I regret is during intermission they had like an ask a musician point where like some musicians were like up on stage, you could like ask him questions. I, I wanted to ask him a few questions and I didn't get to. I was lazy sitting in my seat, but it was great. I got up at intermission to to walk around and I saw one of the um players in the lobby was like playing a couple clips from Jurassic Park actually. No, Somebody was like, No, you're making this up. What? You're making this up. No, I swear. Jurassic Park. Yes, I came out of the bathroom and they were they were playing the Jurassic Park theme, and I, you know, because I've just recently become obsessed with the Jurassic Park theme, so I recognized it immediately. And everyone had their phones out. It was great. So I'm trying to think why would they be playing Jurassic Park, and it makes sense now, because they're probably going to play that the uh, best of John Williams concert that we uh that like like the well, one it we wasn't saw like a whole orchestra. Later. It was just one. No, no, no but they're the, they, they, you don't just know that like. 
they they probably played that because yeah. they're learning it right now for uh for i think it's the end of february they're doing if a, they um, do if they do this for jurassic park i would go see it oh yeah that's Absolutely. what that's what um the uh the national symphony orchestra is doing in dc this summer they're doing mm -hmm. their 90th birthday celebration for john williams and they're doing wednesday night is et live thursday night's the 90th birthday celebration that includes guests of Steven, Steven Spielberg, um, and Sophie Muller, and Yo-Yo Ma. And then Friday mm. is Jurassic Park Live, which yeah. I really wanted to Jurassic ask. Park is something that's really yeah. interesting to me because I listened to the Jurassic Park soundtrack before I ever saw the movie. I just recently saw the movie, as you know. And I was able to like appreciate the music so much, and I actually know like a decent amount of the songs. And being able to like like the music without knowing the nine minutes of the plot of the movie, but being able to experience the movie, just it the music is amazing. Right. No, yeah, it's it's definitely one of my most anticipated movies that I would want to see live, just because I do love the score so much. It's one of my favorite John Williams scores. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's on my list. I would love to see E.T. Even though I have not seen that movie a million times, no one, at least, right. I feel like no one really has our age, just because. I don't know. It's I don't remember it too much, but uh, I have to. Re I watched a lot too. as a kid, but not recently. And then, yeah, I would like to see some Harry Potter's. I the Philly the Philadelphia Orchestra is doing a Home Alone concert in November, which is something hopefully we'll get to go to see. Yeah. Because they're gonna do with a live choir because, um, somewhere in my memory that would be so cool. And there's a Carol the Bell scene, and when they play the hymns in the church, there's so many. Um, yeah. scenes with a choir throughout the score. So I'm really happy that they're uh, executing the plan to use a choir because they really need it. So uh, mm -hmm. definitely something I want to uh, hopefully get to see. So I hope we can get tickets for that. And now yeah. I really want to see Polar Express live as well. Um, that's Alan Silvestri because that's a really great mm -hmm. score. Lots of energy. And that's an yes. uh, iconic Christmas movie as well. I thought it was really interesting too um while watching it live the uh, the distinction between like the sound effect noises and the noises that they would play as sound effects like there were some things where you know like a beep or something i don't know exactly the terminology of the um, instruments but that the orchestra would play and then there were certain times where it would come directly from the speakers that you could tell like it was in the movie i thought that was cool how they yeah, did they, that they played a few sound effects i think it was I don't know what the instrument's called, but it looks like like a xylophone almost. Something like, like, and like yeah, like, like a harp ding. too, I believe. Yeah, so they definitely. they were able to capture some of the original sounds in some moments. That again, it's definitely built into the score because they're not recreating sound effects. Because the the whole you know you could we could do a whole essay and a whole a whole two hour segment on the sound production of of Star Wars because that's one of the things they're known for the most is how they create these unique sounds for the stormtrooper blasters and mm -hmm. lightsaber initiating you know igniting a lightsaber every sound is crafted you know they're called skywalker sounds and uh they're so big I, does i think apple owns them now is that true i could be wrong about really? that but apple did a segment i forget why what was it for like the other week on skywalker sound i think it was just showcasing the power of the max but um they were showcasing the library of like Skywalker sounds. And they played like some of the Star Wars sounds um, from the movies, and just like you know, I, I I don't know why again. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was some type of Apple collab with Skywalker sounds. But yeah, that that's something that Star Wars is mainly known for. And again, 
it's something that you watch it and if you watch it with surround sound or in a theater it really pops out not so much yeah. yesterday it's funny you break bring it up just because again the the orchestra is elevated a little bit louder than right. usual so it's not the sound's not balanced as well as you would want from a um, a perfect copy, basically. But again, it's it's not supposed to be a perfect copy, you know, because it's supposed to be this raw footage of an orchestra playing for you know two hours, just over two hours straight, or in this case, a break. But that's not something that that you that usually happens. You know, you 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 record this score in a recording studio over you know a few month period or a few weeks, depending what they have. So the fact that you're able to see alive is something that you can't really do so yeah it was it was definitely definitely a very interesting experience is one way to put it the, the fans yeah. though you want to talk about the fans a little bit tell me what you, <laughs> what you saw especially because again you're not the biggest star wars fan well there were a lot of some really let me just say unique costumes i um i don't know i mean i you know Camp BC, you know, Red Bank, I'm picturing, you know, dress nicely, like you had your nice polo on, I had a nice dress on, and I kind of walked in and there were like six people in Darth Vader costumes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> wasn't expecting uh, this. No, but uh, yeah, it was something. There was um, a lot of really passionate fans, and you could tell. Yeah, I mean, there were some cool costumes. I saw Boba Fett, I saw Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, but I think some of them was the the um, Count Basie theater because when yes you, there was one like in, security guy who walked in who was Darth Vader because he was kind of going around he had these like index cards he was given out to like kids yeah because you would walk in there was like this line of stormtroopers and then they were yeah. fans dressed up as well but yeah this is definitely something where it's if you have a Star Wars like shirt or something people were that were dressing right. up the merch they sold were was really cool too yes. I liked how they so they had um, like six, I guess, custom like shirts um, for the concert. Mm -hmm. I just said like a new Hope Live in concert. Nothing crazy. The uh, there are a few cool designs with the Cantina band with music notes. They had the 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 computer screen the X Wings have when they're locking on to the Death Star at the end with like a music note in the middle. With the music note in the middle. I liked how they had like different um like scenes or pieces things like that, but just incorporated with the music. So it wasn't just like a regular Star Wars show. Because a couple of them were just like, oh, Star Wars New Hope. And then it just said in concert under it. And it oh, was no. just like all of the characters. The one you're talking about is a classic poster that probably, if I say a New Hope poster, it's the pose of all the characters that you would imagine right. that comes to mind. But, you know, they were $35. Not not at all overpriced. A nice, you know, opportunity to get a shirt. I personally did not get one because I couldn't decide which one to get. And also, <laughs> so I don't know. Trying to like, decide for like 20 minutes which one to I get. I had my, my printed ticket because picked them up at will call and that's fine i have something and i don't really need a shirt actually but, you um, don't you left it at my house well i, <laughs> I can get that but uh yeah it was right in red bank um we got a park for free at the train station so it worked out really well it was close to our houses so another great opportunity that we got to see i'm trying to think of anything else interesting to bring up i'm gonna go back to, to talking about the the sound effects really quick I remember, like, obviously, like I said, I haven't seen the the movie in a couple of years, but I found myself focusing on the things that they played a lot more than I think I would have or usually do when seeing a movie at home or just like the music in general. Like I said, there were certain times where I forgot they were there, but then certain times where I really focused in on the orchestra and I was like, wow, this music works so well in this scene. And that's something that I usually don't 
point out to myself, you know, when I'm watching a movie on my couch. Well, yeah, it's it's John Williams's score. It it's there's a reason why it's, it's as loved and as iconic, and the yeah. reason why there's a sold out crowd on a Friday night, you know. Right. For, uh, but it's the things where, like, I would listen to those muse those pieces like on Apple Music and just really enjoy it, and then I would watch the movie and I wouldn't like make the connection. But having it live, like, I really appreciated all of the sounds. Sounds very cliche thing to say. Okay, you know what? <laughs> but yeah, the, I just uh, recently started getting into like music score, so the, uh, the, I'm a little bit of a newbie. The New Jersey Symphony is also doing Jaws in October, performed live. Yes, and they're Deathly doing Hallows Part Two, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part Two, like you said. Then they're doing a Best of John Williams concert, which I think it's funny because. Online, <laughs> yeah. everywhere, and also on the projector, it says John Williams will not be in attendance because there's this giant picture of him on like the poster. It's like the best of John Williams, the dates, and then it says like this tiny little print at the say? bottom. That's like, it's, please oh, no, John oh, Williams right. will not be in it attendance. It said John Williams will not be in attendance, and also no film projections will be projected on screen. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. <laughs> some some concerts do a um, like they're like a suite from like a movie and then they'll play like a like a montage almost of like mm -hmm. certain scenes or just you know famous scenes from the movie in the background which is fine but i do like to focus on the orchestra because again that's why i'm there i can always watch it on a big screen <laughs> in my house but uh yeah hopefully we'll get to see more of these because something i want to get into but uh yeah this is just a quick little update a short little segment on what we got to do this past week so it was just yesterday Again, they're doing it from, what was it, Thursday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday, no, yeah. no, I think they're doing, fr yeah, Thursday, Friday. They had Because they had one the night before us. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Yeah, Saturday. so I think it's Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, because there's not one today. Today's their day oh. off. But I think the last, <laughs> they need a the last thing I'll say is, when we were walking out, you know, we got out within oh, like yes. five minutes. <laughs> they, there was like three musicians. Like by the stage door that like instantly left with us i'm like how they get out so fast so you can yeah tell and they, they were just so i mean there were a bunch of people that walked out with us and they were like oh my gosh great job guys and they were like yeah thanks and kind of just like bolted like they were they were not in the mood for chatting they they dipped 100 percent. i i um, whispered to you you know this is the the worst thing a musician can possibly do mm -hmm. no one wants it's hard to, no one wants to play for, for like, two, two hours, hours straight, straight. And this is not, I mean, I'm not a musician, Again, but I would have to say this is not easy music to play. That's funny you say that. That's a, that's a really, uh, I disagree 100%. Uh, really? I've been in an orchestra before and, you know, I've played violin for many years, mm -hmm. piano and guitar as well. And I'm pretty sure his scores are not the most complicated, but it doesn't have to be. But also you have to remember, take in mind the, the breaks they get. Because like we said before, not every scene right. has them playing. And not only that, this is a hard score for the brass. Not because of the actual notes they're playing, but because they play so often. So that's what yeah, you have to take into consideration. Is mm -hmm. the, the strings were fine. That's my guess. It, it, it's more annoying playing an orchestra like them. And you're following along in your sheet music. All right, when do I... You know, when do I get go back in and, you know, actually playing on cue? That's what's hard. Not so much mm -hmm. what they're playing. Like, yeah, there's a, I'm sure like the opening scene, that's much more, 
complicated right. musically and you know like binary sunset is these have to hit that high note make sure they you know hit it right in the throne room everyone's playing you know again my favorite scene i will say it a hundred times but it's more the fact that they're just there and you have to you have to be attentive i think that's a word for two hours right you have to pay attention yeah. it's just solely the fact they have to do that is is not easy and this is something as an audience member oh i, I love it i love to see something like this but they hate it they have to this is why i want to ask them i'll ask them in the next uh next live projection <laughs> movie I, I see but remember they're, they're doing a new hope they're doing jaws harry harry potter they're doing empire strikes back i forgot to mention that too in um mm -hmm. a year from now that's five that's like four movies think of two yeah, hours the the year. so two four it's like think about how many hours like 10 hours of music they have to learn and this is not the only concerts they're doing right it's right and they still had that best of john williams concert too i mean that's a two-hour concert right there i'm sure when they announce guys are doing a film projection they're like oh no that has to be the reaction yeah or they just really love it again it's totally possible some of some of them are huge star wars fans or just yeah. movie fans and you know playing scores is fun which i'm sure it is i i would i really wish when i was in the orchestra i told my dad this when i quit i go if they played film scores i would play i would be in the orchestra in one second hmm. but that's not a thing like you know you have to do other things as well usually yeah right so i would have to be solely in like a uh in like an orchestra that that like um records live with or like film. the composer yeah for like a film or something but uh yeah that was i i did that for a few years what were we the f f fso i don't remember it was in Milltown. i don't know i never heard of it it was like a right right across from like the Milltown train station i'm not sure which one that is is it aberdeen Middletown? yeah it's by aberdeen it's like maybe 15 minutes i don't know but there was a train because we always get stuck there on the way driving there so i don't know which one it was I don't go there very often. I don't know. It was like the Mac. Does that sound familiar? No. <laughs> doesn't ring any bells to me, but doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So uh, yeah, no idea. But uh, yeah, we didn't do anything interesting. I I know my sister played a Coldplay song. Wow. But cool. yeah, it was something to do <laughs> one day. A You're week, right. So. There's certain things where like you know, I'm, obviously I'm not a musician, but there's certain things I would love to like learn to play, but you can't always just pick and choose. Right. So I think we're going to conclude today's, again, segment, little update of what we got to do yesterday. Um, that's all we got to say, really. I think going to the summer, we're going to try to do little episodes, maybe some long, longer ones, some shorter ones. But again, just to keep on giving you guys content. I think it's really good just to get, you know, get stuff out there. But, uh, yeah, again, this is been, this is Lindsay Morton. This was her, uh, she was the guest for today. And my film maestro debut. That's right, it's your film maestro debut. I've, I've been a big fan since the beginning. Yes, you've apparently been listening to uh, some episodes, but um, everyone. Hopefully, we'll get, we'll get Jack back on, hopefully, next week or the week after that. And we'll go from there. But until then, that's, uh, that's all we got for today. Yep, thank you. Bye now.